Good morning and welcome again to another edition of Already His Workmanship podcast. Uh, once again, I am Todd hosting and today I have my good friend Logan with me. Hi, Logan. Hey, hello everyone. Nice to be here. And then I also have my good friend Pat with me. Hey, Pat. Come on, Todd. So we're continuing our series today on prayers that transform our lives and get us through like the hardest of times, get us through just the the ups and downs of life, and also just get us through this radical transformation that we're experiencing by walking with God. And in talking about prayers and like the stuff I've like gets me through, uh, my friend Pat shared with me how um, praying the uh, the uh, prayer of intention every day was dramatically helping his life and really had transformed his life. So I wanted to have him on today to be able to talk about that. And, uh, you know, this, this is just another personal prayer and how it changed people's lives. So uh, with that, uh, Pat, I'll kind of kick it over to you really quick and you can read the prayer of intention and then uh, we can have a discussion about it. Sure thing, Todd. All right, so this is the uh, Direction of Intention Prayer. It was written by uh, St. Francis Bales, who's awesome, and I'm going to try and not lie about him, but the prayer is, My God, I give you this action. Please give me the grace to conduct myself during it in a manner most pleasing to you. Amen. Oh, this is a short and sweet prayer, but I love it. So, um would you go ahead and share your experience and how that changed your life as you were starting to talk about that? Sure, sure. So I found this, I think this past summer. And uh, so, you know, Todd, I mean, you know, I work with you and I just get very stressed out at work. You know, I, I only really began doing like real adult work you know, I've been a PhD student first, like doing like real work where I have to like deliver and deal with clients and, uh, you know, perform in the last two years. And I just found that there's a lot of stuff in me that is very, very, I don't know, just, I don't know, I just, I hurt. I get very anxious to let people down. I get very anxious to not do what I think I need to do and even to find out what that is. And that, I just immediately realized there was something wrong with that, right? Because I got into the work I'm doing because it, I saw a call from God and I was like, he wants me to be here. He wants me to do this. So why do I feel crushed all of the time? And I mentioned it to my priest and he mentioned this prayer to me which is something that's been really important in his life. And I guess just to say, like, what he's done for me. It's helped me recontextualize anything that I do, right? To pray this prayer is to say, I'm not maybe accountable for the outcome of this. I don't, there's, there's a thing I do have power over, which is what I do. And there's things that I don't have power over, which is everything else. And to pray this and to remember that, you know, all I all I can do is what's been given to me to do, the work before me, and everything else I leave in God's hands. And that I can do it to the glory of God. And that becomes my focus. And that is just 
really, I don't know, like saved my relationship to the things that I do and taken a lot of stress and pain out of my life, really the unnecessary stress and pain also. So. Uh. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, That's Pat. Awesome. Um, <laughs> um, if you noticed, uh, Logan and I were smiling quite large when you were talking because that's the stuff that Logan and I talk about struggling with all the time is that stress and anxiety and like performative nature uh, of our of our existence right where um I know I worry about performance right like I, I grew up um in a family where love was based on performance so um being still and just accepting God and have it not related to performance is an extraordinarily difficult battle for me. Um, and I, I love this prayer for its simplicity of like, what am I about? What am I about to do? I, I give over to you to redeem, right? Like, like, like you're going to make it right. I don't have to do anything, but like, I'm going to do this. Um, but like, let it be something that is like transformed by God, right? Um, and it's such a simple declaration and uh, giving over of for me that performance nature of my 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 being, right? Where I can do work without regards to like receiving um, affirmation for the work, uh, if that makes sense. Um, uh, what did you think there, Logan? Man, I just wish I'd found this prayer like 10 or 15 years ago, like Pat, because this is like this strikes at the core of of uh, all of the, you know, the the difficulty that I do. I, I totally identify with what you're talking about, man. I to me, um, that's, you know, trying to own the trying to own the result is one of the one of the things I struggle with the most, you know, you know, the Lord asks us just like he's, he, he just asks us for our best, not to ensure that the result is positive, but, you know, I'd always encroach into his, into his position where I'm trying to do whatever I can, whether it, and whatever amount of stress I bring on or anything like that in order to ensure that the result is, is, you know, what I think it should be. And so I, I think this is beautiful in its simplicity of, you know, uh, what is our result is just to conduct ourselves, not necessarily to ensure that it's positive or ensure that it's successful, but to just conduct ourselves in a manner that's pleasing to him while we're doing it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, this is really incredible. I'm, I might like, uh, <laughs> I might like try to find this on a poster or something like that and put it right behind my monitor. <laughs> so when I'm working, I can just look at it. Uh, it's just really it's wonderful. Now I'm now I'm gonna I'm gonna geek out and I'm gonna like find out about this guy Saint Francis de Sales and like you know just go go down the rabbit hole. I guarantee you, that's really neat. Thank you for sharing it though. It's really cool. Um, go ahead, Pat. Oh, um, no, I I, I am trying not to geek out about Saint Francis de Sales because that's probably the wrong focus for this hour. Um. I had a thought in there about, you know, what, what this is like the context of this prayer for me, right? Cause it's, I'm not even sure if it's the most important prayer that I pray, if that makes sense. 
So, you know, I have other prayer practices. I pray the rosary. I've been praying over the Psalms a lot recently. And, and for those, right, where like I dedicate a block of time and I'm just kind of spending time with God, that is, that means a lot. And maybe it's even more important to like anchor my day. And like, I really feel it when I like lose those, but, and I don't know if this is a universal problem or just something that I, I wrestle with because I'm, you know, relatively new to faith. It's hard for me to marry between those times that I spend just, you know, just, just loving God, right? Just like spending time with him. And that, that is the only focus of what I'm doing to when I need to go out into the world and, and to do all the other things I used to do already. And to me, just the fact this is such a short prayer and it can help me kind of center whatever one thing I'm doing and kind of consecrate that to God uh, has been like a useful bridge between, you know, my time where I can just, where the only focus is on prayer and where I need to go out into the world and serve others, but try and remember that like I'm never away from God. Yeah, I mean, I'd love, I would love to tell you that as that 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 is, uh, you know, eventually gets to be a place where it's not not difficult. But I think that's that's the core of what of the difficulty and of the of the of being a, a man of faith and existing in a world is that there's always that I call it. I was talking to my boys last night as I was bringing them home from youth group. Um, it's that transition from the holy, the sanct sanctified to the profane. And so, you know, I, I don't, I, I like those words because I'm, I like, you know, I sort of like things that are a little bit hyperbolic. Right. So, you know, that idea of like, we are existing, I'm in, I'm in the profane and like, how do I sanctify this into something that's holy in this moment? And it's always something that I think I'm, I'm looking for opportunities. It's like, how do I exist in this moment and do something you know, to bring, you know, something into, you know, to bring into focus the kingdom of God during a time when I'm, you know, on a, on a sales call, you know, like after this, you know, I'm going to be on with a customer in like 45 minutes or an hour helping them integrate, you know, their firewall into their radius environment, you know, like how does, how does that have anything to do with the kingdom of God? But there, there is an opportunity, I'm sure there's somewhere to have some sort of a positive impact on, on that person just by being kind and being, you know, um, you know, displaying, displaying God's excellence. You know, there's, there's all kinds of things in which I can represent, represent the Lord and like his, his character, but I have to be looking for it. And I have yeah. to understand that in, in any environment, in any situation that there could be an opportunity to do that. And so those things that kind of re refocus, because it's very easy for me to get off the focus of less. I just want to be the best in my role at work. Um, and so, you know, but that's not really what it's about. It's there, there's, there are opportunities for impact in people's lives. Um, and so something like that, that's quick that you can refocus like, wait a minute, this is, this is about conducting myself in a way that's pleasing to God, not in a way that's pleasing to my manager or my director or my customer or whatever. I think that's, there's something really cool about that. So, you know, uh, we live in a world of such distraction right now, right? And everybody just go, go, go. And uh, we're all at parts in our lives of like producing and taking care of our families where we have a lot of time set aside for stuff that is, you know, taking care of our families by doing things in the world. 
Um, but I just like was so struck by this prayer when I first heard Pat talk about it because it like refocuses everything in a, such a eloquent way from moment to moment. Um, especially when there's like hard things going on or like um, there's a struggle of figuring out what we're supposed to do or produce or or any of those things right um i'm just thinking about it like from my time before like how impactful had i had found this during my career in excuse me in sales that i would have been like so much better off on a moment-to-moment basis having made that prayer moment-to-moment right like i i had my like submission prayer which is the summation of the first three steps of like i can't handle this god i know you can i'm gonna let you um but i love this one even more of like i'm going to go do a task and i I need your this is this task has the intention of something that that is godly like is a worship thing i don't know I, i absolutely love that portion of it so um and another subtle thing that I like that's a kind of heart of this podcast is having people kind of through all different you know walks of faith kind of come through, right? That's kind of one of my goals long term. And um I love, you know, I'm I'm a, like wasn't raised Protestant, but I was saved in a Protestant church. Um I love how deeply spiritual um many of the things pat and i have talked about uh as he became as he became a believer uh within the catholic faith and like just like the warmth i feel of the fact that god is with everybody who like focus on jesus and there's far more that ties us together than takes us apart so um i don't know i really appreciate that portion of our my conversations with pat and and specifically this deep spiritual thing that that came from some place that was unexpected for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, oh, but, uh, no, no, you. <laughs> well, you probably had something smart to say. I was thinking back to the day yeah. that I met Todd because, um, you know, we work in Christian radio and I had like just become Catholic when I started doing that work. And I, I you know, understood just enough about the lay of the land where i was like this is gonna this is gonna be awkward at some point i don't know when or where but at some point this is gonna be just like a you know this this could could get this could get weird just you know in that space and i remember talking to todd immediately just because like hey if this is gonna be a problem let me know and then just like the the like love and the recognition of validity there from him was was really important for me so just aside from this prayer just like uh Todd, I remember and honored that moment meeting you because that was really important for me. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, all I care about is people being transformed by Jesus and, like, and that's that spiritual interaction that happens when Jesus comes into our life, right? And, like, I'm not, like, I'm not God, right? I don't get to decide uh what thing brings jesus into somebody's life and what doesn't i like i don't get aside that that's a god thing right and i've met too many people that are filled with 
um, the peace that surpasses all understanding that come from radically different faiths than me, uh, from Catholicism, um, uh, from like the Jesuit sect, from like all these different pieces that were unexpected for me in my experience um in the rooms of recovery right that's that that's been the one that's really been the eye-opening thing for me right is um addiction hits everybody it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor it doesn't matter if you are catholic or lutheran or um any other protestant non-denominational uh person like it hits all those places at pretty much the same rate right there's not much difference from one place to another. And so um, that for me was like a unifying thing, this unifying piece of suffering that I'm like, okay, then there, there's something here where God is loving all of his people, right? And so that, that's really where my ethos came from. So thank you for your kind words. Um, that has been kind of beat into me in the years of recovery, right? And um, I haven't, I've seen like just a lot of stuff there, right? So um, that we don't need to get into. But the, for me, the the theme of this is like, hey, let's focus on these things that help us get through the spiritual journey that we get to walk together of all different faiths, right? So um, that's what's important to me. So yeah, there, there's much more that brings us together than than, than separates us, right? And I think that's that's. I mean, I, I much like Todd, I, I grew up, you know, Protestant, but I actually, a lot of my, a lot of my family is back from Ohio and Indiana from my mom's side and they're, all of them are Catholic. And so I get, I had the benefit of actually, uh, of, I think I probably would have grown up Catholic except for my grandmother when she moved out here to, uh, to, uh, to California. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I guess I've, I've always seen there is there's at the core just things that we all, that we all have in common. And then, you know, the rest of it to me, I think we, we put, a, we put a lot of focus on the window dressing, right? We put a lot of focus on there's every, every practice of religion is it's like, it's got this core and then there's all, there's always traditions of man that, that get in, that get in there and become, you know, sacred cows or become things that everyone finds important. Every, every church has them, you know, I mean, I grew up non-denominational Protestant. You'd think we wouldn't have anything, but man, I'm telling you, like, there's people who get really, really worked up about how a potluck is supposed to run, uh, you know. <laughs> so I've seen, uh, well, I've not seen personally, but I've I have actually legitimately uh, uh, heard of a church split over the um, over the fact that the pastor wanted to get rid of the pews and bring in chairs. You know, and then literally that church is in two different locations now. So there's all kinds of stuff that we put in front of that. But like at the at the end of the day, there's there's what God has called us to do. There's the impact that we're supposed to have in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just there's just so much there's too much stuff out there to do to to focus on all the things that divide us. Like we have to come together. So that's wonderful to hear yeah. that the, the two of you guys have that experience. Um, You know, a lot of Protestants don't think they have a liturgy, but they do like. Try to change oh, yeah. the number of songs you do before during worship, or try to change the songs uh, from something that wasn't fifteen or twenty years ago, or you know, try to change like little things, and everybody is like, "Whoa, like what are we doing?" Right? So, 
every place has that like rhythm um and some of them have had the ribbon for the, that rhythm for 2000 years and the, some of them have had the rhythm for 10 but it's the, the same sort of thing comes up so mm-hmm. um yeah so um uh, i i don't have a ton more on this one because like, i because it's such a some of these things that we cover in the podcast right um the simpler they are and the, the less time we can spend covering them it feels like the actual more impactful they are to my like day-to-day walk uh, if that makes sense so um yeah um i look forward to having pat back on the podcast again and we can hear about how it changed how his life is continuing to change from i guess i want to hear one more thing from you pat i want to hear from you about how praying this prayer changed kind of you there right i I think you shared a little bit but um i kind of like to hear how you view this prayer saying it every day changed it over time changed you over time um because I think that's interesting. Okay. Um, well, I had a, I had a thought that actually I'm going to tie into that because um, I think that they're the same idea kind of in the macro and the micro scale. Uh, and that's actually about the structure of the prayer, which is, as we point out, really, really short. And I'm going to say it again because if we're cutting short, I'm just going to make sure this gets heard a lot on the, on the podcast. My God, I give you this action. Please give me the grace to conduct myself during it in a manner most pleasing to you. Hmm. Right. It is two sentences, but I think it's like, it's a two step that really matters. It's first, this thing that I'm doing, I, I acknowledge it not as like just my thing, but I'm consecrating it to God, right? I'm giving it to God. I'm offering up this work. Um, and that's, you know, I think the, just the correct rhythm to anything that I do. If I'm going to do it in light of the fact that, you know, I'm a believer now, it has to be to God. And then in the second, you know, second sentence, please give me the grace to conduct myself in a, during it in a manner most pleasing to you. Uh, there's like, there's two things going on there. One of those is acknowledging my vulnerability, acknowledging my dependence on God that, Without him, I can't accomplish this thing in a way that is acceptable in any way. You know, I'm wholly dependent on him. Uh, and also kind of reframes the focus because it's not just praying about the outcome, but praying about me during it, right? If I do this thing and it's really great and I'm stressed out during it and I snap at somebody while I'm doing it, like that's, that's missing it. That's missing the point uh, that I need to, you know, like live Jesus to the people around me while I'm doing my work. And I need to, you know, you know, live a transformed life to them. If, if, if this is, sorry, I'm going to cut that sentence short because I'm not going to land, <laughs> but I don't know, I guess, but that, that structure to this prayer, I think that has been the transforming thing is, you know, recognizing in a more and more atomic way anything that i do if i'm grumpy about work that i've got to do or just like cleaning the house or something 
you know, anything that I do can be offered up to God. And that, uh, I don't know, just that's, that brings me a lot of joy. Like there's a lot of things that would be just kind of like grunt work that, you know, before them like, Oh, this is, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go. And, you know, and I don't know if I can say it any better than I said at the beginning, but just the idea that I am responsible for things. I do have things, I do have work that I need to go out into the world and do. My, our clients are counting on me to accomplish what I need to do. But like, Todd, I'm, I'm going to try to make this general because I just turn it inside baseball. But a few weeks ago, right after, no, right before Thanksgiving, we had a client call and say, hey, your, your numbers are off by like 10 grand. And that is like the worst thing in my world. Like I, I'm a numbers guy, I'm a data guy. And when I can't explain why this number and that number disagree and there's like nothing, like I can't figure it out, that eats me on the inside because it's all the things that I've tried to be best at in the world. And I'm like, just totally just just lost in space when I can't get my feet underneath me during that. And I, I prayed this a lot that like week when we were trying to figure out what was going wrong because like I would do stuff and nothing would work. And I just had to take a step back and be like, and if it doesn't work out or if I lose this client or if everyone finds out that like I'm terrible at data things and my business falls <laughs> apart and I have to go be like a carpenter or something, I'm going to have God and that's going to be okay. And he's with me through this. Yeah. So for me, the, 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 the change um, that I saw was, you know, this really decreased anxiety about everything, right? You had some substantially, like, visibly different when we're interacting with people um, while you're doing your work. You were different because... That anxiety and that um, anxiousness and that work trying to control the outcome just started to abate, right? And uh, that just made things different for you. You were able to communicate better. Um, you were able to um, just, just in general, um, all those things improved for you dramatically as you started doing this thing. So, um, so that's the wonderful thing, right? When we start these prayers and we start this work with this transformative work with Jesus, people notice, right? Like people are like, what's going on with you? Why are you different? Um, I think we had that conversation like, Hey, something seems different. And then you told me about the prayer and I'm like, that's amazing. That's, that's so such a rich, deep, um, theological substance and something that I can remember, right? Like, um, you know, one of the things that I think Logan told me is like, anybody can preach for two hours, right? Um, a masterful theologian and teacher can make the entirety of the same point in 10 minutes, right? And so that's what I love about it is it's, something very concise that like I can remember two sentences, right? I can engage with that and pray on it and meditate on it 
and like wrap my hands around it in a way that uh will like help my life so but that that's what i love about those things right where it's the conciseness of it is there so um yeah so thank you very much for sharing it it was deeply impactful for me so thanks for having me on yeah so Oh yeah, you're. Uh, Todd's gonna try to get you to be a regular. I guarantee you. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. that's. You're on the rotation. Always, now, I, uh, I, I have anticipated that possibility, and I would just be sure to drink some tea before the next time because I was I was not fully awake the first ten minutes. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, uh, well, Logan is not awake fully awake either. Says it's like what, what time is it now? The seven it's o'clock. It's seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Hey, Logan, would you go ahead and pray us out today? Absolutely. Lord, we, uh, we do. We thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to, uh, to take the things that, um, that we feel are simple and, um, and to really sanctify them into, into something, uh, allow you to sanctify them through our, through our actions, Lord, into something that impacts the kingdom of God. Lord, we thank you for the encouragement that comes from um, from us sharpening each other and from the different perspectives that we see. Lord, we just thank you that how creative you are, that you've created each and every one of us different, that you've given each and every one of us a, a mission, um, that you've called each and every one of us. Um, but we just do thank you again for bringing us into a place where we can interact with each other and encourage each other. We pray that this goes out and that the people who listen to it are encouraged as well. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you so much, guys.